0: You're listening to the Impact Church Podcast. To learn more about Impact Church, visit us online at impactharlem.org. You can also check us out on social media. Good morning. So as you can see, we're starting a brand new series this morning called The Power of Giving. Now, This is a slippery slope sometimes in the church because when you say the word give or you say, hey, we're going to talk about giving, people kind of disconnect at that point because, man, they don't want to hear about money. They don't want to hear about financial obligation or financial responsibility or budgeting or anything like that. And I get it. So I want to tell you up front that this series is not a money series. This series is a God series This series is what God says about giving, and not just giving financially, but just giving in our lives, and what it means to give, what it looks like to give, how we can truly impact the world by giving, and how giving affects us personally, and we're going to see that giving in every aspect of our life is a way that we can honor and praise God. That's what this whole series is about. Now, my prayer for us through this is that we can truly grasp the concept of giving what that really means on a practical level and how God can truly use our giving and our commitment and our abundant generosity to change the world and to change us from the inside out. I have some good news for you today. I only have two points. That's it. just two now if you who who has a brother or sister in here all right so i I never had to deal with this, but I do have an older brother, but my girls I have two daughters, and they have to do this so when Addison, my oldest, is done with clothes or some toys, then she has to give those to her younger sister because it saves me money and I don't want to buy new clothes and new toys. So she, she has to give away some stuff. Now, when we go to pick out, Hey, which toys do you want to give away? Which toys do you think she chooses the one that she really likes or the ones that she doesn't really like anymore? That's right. The one she doesn't really like anymore. That's human nature. That's what we do. It's, it's kind of easy for us to give, If we're kind of done with something or if we don't really care much about it or if we don't really value it very much, it's easy for us to give that away. It's a lot harder to give something that you really value. It's really hard to give when you want it and you want to keep it and you think you deserve it and it's it's all yours. It's all you. And I know this from experience because it's hard for me to give stuff when I really want it. I just, I don't want to call myself selfish, so I'm not going to do that. But I like what I like, and I don't really want anybody else to have it sometimes. That's just me being honest with you and transparent. That's human nature. And I think that that's how we treat our giving to God is that we'll give God whatever's left over. If we have any time left, we'll give it to God. If we have any, any ability left to do something with our, with our gifts, with our, with our talents, then we'll give it to God. If we have any financial room or any financial flexibility at the end of the month after we've paid for everything that we need and everything that we want... We'll give it to God. And God oftentimes gets our leftovers, which means that we put our wants and our desires above what God has for our life. And we really, we hinder how we can be used and the impact that we can make in the world because of our selfishness. Because instead of giving our best, we give whatever is left over. So this morning, we're just going to look at the very first offering recorded in Scripture. And again, I don't want you to just think about money during this series. We're going to touch on that a little bit. But what I really want you to focus on is how we can truly give ourselves to God. And by doing so, we give ourselves to others and the spirit begins to work and do what only he can do. So we'll be in Genesis chapter four this morning. Genesis chapter four, beginning in verse two. It says, and again, she bore his brother Abel. Now Abel was a keeper of sheep and Cain, a worker of the ground. In the course of time, Cain brought to the Lord an offering of the fruit of the ground, and Abel also brought of the firstborn of his flock and of their fat portions. And the Lord had regard for Abel and his offering. But for Cain, his offering, he had no regard. So Cain was very angry, and his face fell. The Lord said to Cain, Why are you angry? And why has your face fallen? If you do well, will you not be accepted? And if you do not do well, sin is crouching. At the door, its desire is for you, but you must rule over it. Cain spoke to Abel, his brother, and when they were in the field, Cain rose up against his brother Abel and killed him. Let's pray. God, I just pray that you speak this morning through your spirit. God, I pray that our hearts are changed, that we truly understand what it is that you would have us to understand about giving and the power of surrender and sacrifice. We pray these things in Jesus' name. Amen. So just a little context here. So here we have two brothers, Cain and Abel. One was kind of a a crop farmer, you could say, and one was an animal farmer, and they both went and took gifts, offerings to God. Now, why did God accept one and reject one? That is a big question that is asked all the time. Why was Abel's offering accepted, and Cain's offering rejected. And there's a lot of different theories that float around, and one of the biggest ones is because, man, God rather have an animal sacrifice than, than grain. And I'll, I want to I wanna point you to Leviticus 2. We're not going to read that, but in Leviticus chapter 2, we see that God accepts grain offering exactly the same as he accepts animal offerings. So the, the type of offering didn't matter. The only time an animal offering was necessary if, if it was for sin. And this, no, nowhere that we read in this account does it say that this was a, a sacrifice for sin. That this was just just a simple offering to God. So what is the difference? Why do we see one gift regarded by God and one gift not regarded? And that's the question that I think is important for us to answer because if we're honest, we want our giving to be respected and regarded by God, amen? We want God to truly look at our gift and say, hey, well done, I respect that gift, thank you for your heart. And that's a key part of this whole thing. So I want to give you two points. Number one is this. Giving is an opportunity, not an obligation. Giving is an opportunity, not an obligation. Now, I want you to think about this. Think about how these two guys came and brought an offering to God. And I want you to think about how God said, hey, I I respect and regard this I do not respect and regard this. And it had nothing to do with the type of offering that was brought. So we are led to believe, and then we'll see later in in Hebrew why God did this, but we're led to believe that this, the difference in these offerings were the way that they were presented to God. That one was presented as, hey, we're supposed to do this, It's an obligation, so here's my gift. And the other was out of, hey, this is an opportunity to praise God with my very best. Big difference in the way that these gifts were given. And if we think about our life right now, if we think about serving, man, some of us serve out of obligation. Some of us serve... Because we have to, or we think that that's just what God wants us to do, and we want to obey and satisfy. And then others serve because, man, they, they see it as an opportunity to invest into the kingdom. They see it as an opportunity to praise God with their talents. And there's a big difference in that type of serving. There's a big difference in how we give to God. We could either give to God because we see it as an opportunity to praise him, an opportunity to advance his kingdom, an opportunity to invest into the kingdom of God, or we can give because we just see it as an obligation, something that we're just supposed to do, something that we have to do because God has told us to do it. And I'm going to be honest with you, he has told us to do it. But if we only do it because we feel obligated, then we're missing the heart of giving. The heart of giving isn't because, hey, God commanded you to do it, you better do it. The heart of giving is we get to truly worship God. Everything that we have, our gifts, our talents, our money, our time, it all belongs to Him anyway. It's all his. He is, he is allowing us to, to have this stuff. And do you think he's allowing us to have it just for us? Man, do we really believe that everything we have in life is because God just said, hey, I want you to have this and keep it all for yourself. That's not the nature of God. The nature of God is, hey, I want to bless you, but I'm blessing you so that I can be glorified. I'm blessing you so that you can have an impact for the kingdom of God. And man, are we doing that with our gifts? Are we doing that with our talents, with our money, with our time? Or are we only giving because we just feel like we have to do it? Now, one thing I do not I do not get into and I'm not a fan of is the do's and don'ts of Christianity. I'm not a fan of a, hey, here's a list of things you have to do, and here's a list of things you can't do. Because as we talked about last week, the Bible makes it very clear. There's only two things that you have to do. To love God with everything that you are and to love people. And if we can do that, then we don't need a list of do's and don'ts if you truly love God with everything that you are, you will view giving as an opportunity. As an opportunity to praise him. As an opportunity to express your gratitude for what he's given you. And as an opportunity to invest into the kingdom of God. Now, I don't know if you know much about investing Investing is very tricky, and there's a lot of different nuances with investing. But one of the biggest things on investing is return on investment. That's what people look at, that's what people care about. They want the most money returned to them. Amen? That's why we invest money, because we want more money back. And there's nothing wrong with that. That's smart if you do it right and you're financially responsible. But man, think about how we invest into the kingdom. And there's multiple ways that we can do this. We invest into the kingdom by our tithes and offerings, by money, by giving to the local church. And we're investing into the kingdom of God. So you're not giving to impact church. You're giving to God. You're giving to invest into the kingdom. Now let's say that you you give faithfully with that. And that allows us to pay rent on this building. And then we see, like we did last year, five people get saved in this building. You can't measure the return on investment for that. Let's talk about giving through your serving, through your time. With, with our children's ministry, with Impact Kids. Man, we have people back there every Sunday dealing with kids. God bless them. And let's say that these kids, their lives are forever changed because of something that's said, something that they hear in Impact Kids. Let's say that kids back there in the gym of North Harlem Elementary School. Hear a teacher say something and the spirit starts moving in their heart and they give their life to Jesus. And there's no way to measure the return of that investment. And our giving is a way for us to truly invest into the kingdom of God, whether it's financial, whether it's with your, with your serving and your time, or whether it's just with your gifts, with your talents. You can't measure the return on that investment. It's beyond measurable. And we can measure how we invest into the stock market. We can measure stuff like that. We can measure those returns. We can make wise decisions on where we put our money. There's no greater investment and to invest into the kingdom of God. And that is the opportunity that we have through giving. That's truly the power of giving. That because we give, because we're abundantly generous, that we're able to do things like meet together in this building on Sundays, like have a a children's ministry that can meet kids where they are on their level where we can truly have people that give of their time in the community and the kingdom of God is impacted and people's lives are changed forever because of your giving. And that's powerful. We see in Hebrews eleven four 4 says, By faith, Abel offered to God a more acceptable sacrifice than Cain, through which he was commended as righteous, God commending him by accepting his gifts, and through his faith, though he died, he still speaks. Here was the difference between the gifts: is that Abel gave in faith. That Abel gave out of a, a mindset and a posture of praise and opportunity. And Cain gave out of obligation and to give so other people would see. Because this wasn't just a private thing. This was something that happened that people would go and give offerings to God. Man, I can imagine how Cain brought all this grain and all this food and it just looked so good. He He could wrap it up and make it look great. And then Abel Brings a, an animal with blood everywhere, fat everywhere. And that's the sacrifice and the offering that God accepted, not because of what it looked like, not because of what it was, but because of the posture of how it was given, because of the heart of the giver. And that's the second point this morning. Giving is an outward expression that reveals the inward condition. Giving is an outward expression that reveals the inward condition. And our giving says a lot about how we view God. Our giving says a lot about the priority we place on our relationship with God. And this morning... As we, as we think about these different ways that we give, man, you can probably reflect and think about how you're giving, whether it be financially, through serving, with your talents, how your giving reflects your relationship with God. Is God truly the top priority in your life? Man, that's a big question. And that's a question that we must answer, and I believe we have to answer that question every single day. Is God the most important thing in my life? Is he the most important person in my life? Is my relationship with him the most pivotal thing in my life today? And the way that we live through giving, man, that that shows a lot about our relationship with God? Are we trusting him? Are we allowing him to to lead and guide and direct? Are we praising him for the things that we have? Listen to this. Are we praising him for the things that we don't have? Because man, it's it's really easy to say, God, thank you. And I have this great job. I have cars that I can drive. I have food on the table. My kids are healthy. My kids have clothes that they get to wear to school. We get to to buy new stuff for them. Everything's going well. Praise God. And we give as much praise as we can give. And then we lose our job. And then our health gets a little worse. Man, we're in pain. Our kids aren't doing as well. We can't buy the stuff we used to buy? Are we still praising God the same? Are we still praising God for being who He is and for being in control and for leading and guiding and directing? It's easy on the mountaintop, but He's the same God in the valley. And our praise should be the same. Our giving should never change based off of our circumstance. But when we only give because we think we have to, then our giving fluctuates based on the situations of life. Man, in this season, yeah, we'll give a little bit. We'll give a little bit financially. We'll give a little bit of our time. God's doing some cool things. We're feeling really good about life. So I'm, I want to give a little bit. I'm going to give a little bit more, actually, of my time. I'm going to serve a little extra because God's just doing some cool things in my life. And then tragedy comes. And then heartache comes. And then brokenness comes. And then things that we didn't expect to have to go through, they come. And what's our response to those situations? Is it the same? Man, I'm going to give a little extra of my time because God's still in control. I'm going to give a little extra of my talents because I know that God is still in control. Or is it, God, I can't believe that you're allowing me to go through this. I'm no longer giving the same way because you don't deserve it anymore. Man, and even if we don't say those words, our giving demonstrates the posture that we have in our life for Him and His sovereignty. Because giving is an outward expression, but it reveals the innermost of us. And it reveals our hearts. And what kind of heart should we have? We see it in 2 Corinthians 9 7 It says, each one must give as he has decided in his art, not reluctantly or under compulsion, for God loves a cheerful giver. I could never, ever, ever stand up here and tell you what to give God. I could never tell you how much money, I could never tell you how much time, I could never tell you which gifts or which talents to use. That is between you and God. But what I can tell you is that the Bible is clear that God says this is a way to worship me. Giving is a way to invest into the kingdom of God. It's a way to say thank you and to show gratitude. And it's also a way to dissolve greed in our lives. And we see this with Cain because he gave so other people would see. He gave because he was obligated to do so and he wanted people to say, hey, look at this amazing gift. And when it was rejected, his face fell. He was angry. He got mad. And he let sin take over and he eventually kills his brother. The first murder of a human being. All because it all started with giving. It all started with giving out of pride, that pride being rejected, that pride leading to anger, and that anger leading to murder. Because giving reflects and reveals what's inside. And are we giving cheerfully this morning? The power of giving is this, is that when we view it as an opportunity, we truly get to invest into the kingdom of God, that we truly get to see lives changed, and the return on that investment is immeasurable. When people's lives are changed, may I tell you, I was a youth pastor for a long time, and I got to, I got to experience teenagers coming to know Jesus and there was nothing more rewarding for me as a youth pastor than when a student, when, when someone in middle school or high school decides, hey, I want to follow Jesus. And all the long nights and all the conversations and all the, the crazy talks that you have with, with students, it gets wild. I would not recommend you go there unless you're prepared for that. But it all was worth it because people came to know Jesus. Because teenagers who are in one of the most pivotal times of their lives, who are still being shaped and molded, and they're either being shaped by people that love Jesus, or they're being shaped by people that don't love Jesus. And there's a war constantly happening. And there's just no return Like There's no way to measure that return on the investment of time. And that's how it is for us as Christ followers. You don't have to be over a ministry. You don't have to be up here speaking. You don't have to sing. You don't have to do any of that. You just give with a cheerful heart, understanding that you're giving of money, of your talent, of your time, Is truly an opportunity to invest into the kingdom because God is going to use what you're putting in to change lives forever. And then we must understand that, and it's not about what it looks like on the outside. It doesn't matter how nice we make the gift look. And that's, man, that's one thing you know I'm not a big fan of Christmas. Uh, I talked about this over Christmas time. I was just not a huge fan of all that. I hate wrapping presents. I hate it. One, I'm not good at it. And two, it just takes time. And I just don't feel like you should waste that much time wrapping a gift that's going to be ripped open and opened up anyway. Just give them the gift, right? But we try to make it look really pretty. But here's the reality. Say we're, we give our kids a gift, and they're going to feel the same way about that gift, whether it's wrapped or not. But we try to make it look pretty because we think that that just makes it better. Well, let me tell you something about giving to God. We don't have to wrap the gift. God doesn't care what it looks like. He cares about your heart when you're giving. He cares about your mindset and your attitude. We can wrap it up all we want. We can thank that man, we're we're giving such a great gift to God. God's going to love this one. And it doesn't matter what it looks like. It matters where it's coming from and how it's given. The posture in which we give. I'm going to close this morning With 2 Corinthians 8, it's not going to be on the screen, but it says this, 2 Corinthians 8, verse 7, but since you excel in everything, in faith, in speech, in knowledge, in complete earnestness, and in the love we have kindled in you, see that you also excel in the grace of giving. This is Paul talking to the church in Corinth saying, hey, we've, we've helped guide you and we've shown you how to do these things and you've excelled. But even though you've excelled in all these things, see that you also excel in the grace of giving. And it's important for us as Christ followers, it's important for us to understand that our giving makes a difference. That it, it really pours grace out on other people. And it's hard for us sometimes I I think to really believe that the little gifts or the little things that we have to offer God is worth anything. And I've talked to people on numerous occasions who just think that they just don't have enough to offer. They don't have enough money. They don't have enough time. They don't really have enough talents. And we're going to see through this series that, man, it doesn't matter how much you give. It matters how you give. It matters the attitude that you have in giving. We're going to see how God takes the smallest of faithful giving and changes the world. Because that's the power of giving. We're going to see how God doesn't really care about the amount. He cares about the heart. And we're going to see how powerful faithful giving can be. As we truly view it as an opportunity to invest, not an obligation. And we understand that it's not about the outward appearance. It's about the inside of the giver. And that's the power of giving. The power of giving is that your faithfulness, your abundant generosity can truly change the world. And I don't want you sitting here this morning thinking that I could never change the world with any of my gifts. I want you to think that God can change the world with even the smallest of your gift. Man, and it's not up to us to change the world. It's up to us to be faithful to God and allow him to use us to do whatever he wants. And then we watch him change the world. And we serve a God who is bigger and better and greater than we could ever imagine. And we serve a God who cares about you individually more than you could ever imagine. And he, he demonstrated this idea of giving better than anyone else. Because we see in John 3, 16 that God loved us. And what did he do? He gave his only son to die for us. So that if we believed, if we took that step of faith and put our trust in him, if we started a relationship with him, then we would have everlasting life. God said, hey, I'm going to invest I'm gonna invest my son for your sake. And he would have done it for one person. That's the power of giving. Is that God said it's worth me sending my son even if one person comes to know me. He did that for you and for me. He gave sacrificially, not out of obligation. He was not obligated to send Jesus. He sent Jesus because he loved us and it was an opportunity for him to unite us back to himself. And yet Jesus coming and living, man, the outward expression of that was, was nice, but man, it was more about the inward revelation of who God is. Yet yeah, Jesus came and He died, and through that, man, we get to experience everlasting life. But that happened because of the heart of God. That happened because He gave out of love for us. And we have the perfect example to follow and that's the power of giving and this morning my prayer for everyone in this room is that you've experienced the the gift of salvation that you truly have a relationship with Jesus and my hope for us is that as we leave this place we have a different understanding of giving that it's not just something that we have to do. It's something we get to do. And that it truly reveals our hearts. It truly reveals where we put God. And the priority we place on our relationship with Him. Let's pray together. God. Thank you for joining us at the Impact Church Podcast. For this and other messages, visit us online at impactharlem.org. In the meantime, you can subscribe to this podcast, rate and review it on iTunes, and share it with your friends on social media. Once again, thanks for joining us at the Impact Church Podcast.